0: What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast, where your hosts, Mark
1: and Angel Chernoff,
0: New York Times best-selling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life.
1: Today's episode is four little things that will matter a lot more to you in 40 years. God willing, you'll be gifted another 40 years of life experience. But even if you aren't, the core principle of this podcast remains relevant. As you age, you'll learn to value your time, genuine relationships, meaningful work, and peace of mind much more. Little else will matter. Deep down, you know this already, right? Yet today, just like the majority of us, you are distracted by everything else. You give too much of your time to meaningless time wasters. You take your important relationships for granted. You get to work, skeptically, with inner resistance. And you let needless stress get the best of you. Why? Because you're human, and human beings are imperfect creatures that make misjudgments constantly. We get caught up in our own heads and literally don't know our lives to be any better than the few things that aren't going our way. And as our minds subconsciously dwell on these things, we try to distract ourselves to numb the tension we feel. But by doing so, we also distract ourselves from what matters most. We scrutinize and dramatize the insignificant annoyances in our lives until we're blue in the face and then we sit back and scratch our heads in bewilderment of how unfulfilling and empty life feels. But the older we grow, the quieter we tend to become, and the less pointless drama, distraction, and busyness we tend to engage in. Life humbles us gradually as we age. We begin to realize just how much nonsense we've wasted time on, and we begin to refocus our attention on what truly matters. Truth be told, The afternoon and evenings always understand what the morning never even suspected. But, and this is a big but, the morning can plan better for the afternoon and evening. So with that in mind, challenge yourself to plan better today. Challenge yourself to focus more on what truly matters in the long run.
0: Treating your very limited time each day with care. This is what's important. As time passes, You naturally have more of it behind you and less of it in front of you. You know, the distant future gradually has less value to you personally. But that doesn't really matter because as we've talked about previously on this podcast, the good life starts now, right? When you stop waiting for a better life to arrive. We've said that some people wait all day for 5 p.m., all week for Friday, all their year for the holidays, you know, all their lives for some level of happiness. And you don't have to be one of them. You do not have to wait until your life is almost over to realize how good it has been over the past decade angel and i have gradually learned to pay more attention to the beauty and practicality of living a simpler life today a life that isn't cluttered by a lot of meaningless drama distraction and busyness that people typically fill their lives with leaving us with more space for what's truly meaningful right a life that isn't constant rushing and worrying and stress but instead deeper contemplation and creation and connection with people and projects that actually do matter a ton to us by redefining our priorities and building some healthy rituals to back them up we've literally been able to change our lives and this is now a healthy practice that we coach many of our coaching clients and course students and even our live event attendees through Um, and it's something we we really are passionate about if you've been feeling overwhelmed and stressed out a lot lately I highly recommend you rethink how you're spending your time and replace the meaningless with the meaningful. Start by being honest about the drama, distractions, and empty busyness that you fill your life with. How often do you engage in the exchange of valueless gossip? How often are you thinking about other things when someone is talking to you? Do you check social media apps on your phone when you're working or when you're spending time with a loved one? Do you send the occasional text message while driving? The biggest cost of filling your life with drama, distraction, and busyness, assuming you don't crash from texting and driving, of course, is a gradual, long-term decline of your effectiveness and happiness. When you get in the habit of persistently dividing your attention, you're partially engaged in every activity, but rarely focused closely on any one. And this dizzying lack of focus eventually trips you up and brings you down to your knees. The solution? Better focus, of course. Getting rid of the excess. The efficiency of your time relies heavily on your elimination of non-essentials so that you can focus exclusively on the one thing and the only one thing that actually matters in the present moment. And while plenty of uh, you know full-length books have been written about this topic, Let me give you the very basics of what Angel and I have been practicing in our own lives. Identify what is most important to you and eliminate as much as you possibly can of everything else. In other words, be ruthless about putting first things first. Say no to unnecessary commitments that you do not need to say yes to and that do not support your priorities. When you start an important activity, turn to it with your full attention and set a conscious intention to be fully present with the act, to do nothing but this one activity for a set time. You might think just write or just run or just be here with this amazing child of mine. When you notice your mind drifting and thinking about something else, or if something happens and your attention momentarily gets pulled elsewhere, just notice that. Then take a deep breath and return to being fully present with the activity that you focused on do your best to empty your mind of any preconceived notions about the activity like judging the moment against some ideal of what it has to be and just be curious about how the activity is truly unfolding right now in front of you allow yourself to be moved and surprised by it treat each moment with reverence as if you are one with what's happening be there fully see the brilliance of the activity you're focused on the brilliance of the present moment that underlies everything else happening in your life. The bottom line here is that too often our minds are set on getting somewhere else. Too often, another beautiful day comes to an end with hundreds of unnoticed moments behind us. We didn't notice them because they were insignificant to us. And over time, our entire lives become a massive pile of unnoticed and insignificant moments on our way to some other more important or more important uh, moment in the future. Uh, And then, you know, the important things get rushed through too, just to get to the next one and the next until our time is up and we're left questioning where all that time went. It doesn't have to be this way anymore. This moment is your life and you can make the best of it. The underlying key is to realize that you are not on your way somewhere else. Right now is not just a stepping stone to another place. It is in many ways, the ultimate destination. And you are already here.
1: Genuine relationships. It's nice to have acquaintances. It's important to be friendly. But don't get carried away and spread yourself too thin. Leave plenty of time for those who matter most to you. Your time is extremely limited, and sooner or later, you just want to be around the few people who make you smile for all the right reasons. Truly, we all long for genuine relationships, but these relationships can be hard to find and nurture, even in our overly connected lives. We meet people in person and socialize online, but these connections often lack a necessary dose of intimacy. We work alongside others in crowded office buildings, but our communication with them is usually work-oriented and not relationship-oriented. We may be lucky enough to have close friends and family in our lives, But when we are distracted by social media and busy with work, those relationships take a major hit. So what can be done? A whole lot. But let's quickly hit on the fundamentals. The healthiest and most genuine relationships are comprised of two people who are intimately familiar with each other's evolving stories. These people make plenty of emotional room for their relationship, which means they sincerely listen to each other They remember the major events each other have been through, and they keep up to date on the facts and feelings of each other's reality evolves and changes. The key thing to remember is that nothing you can give is more appreciated than your sincere, focused attention, your full presence. Truly being with someone and listening without a clock and without anticipation of the next event is the ultimate compliment. It is indeed the most valued gesture you can make to them and it arms you with the information you need to truly know them and support them in the long run. It's also important to note that if two people care about each other and want to maintain a healthy relationship, they absolutely need to be allowed to openly communicate all of their feelings to each other, their true feelings, not just the agreeable and positive ones. If this is not allowed or supported by one or both people involved in the relationship, if one or both people fear punishment for their honesty, lies and deceit will gradually replace love and trust, which ultimately leads to a complete emotional disconnection. With all that said, one of the easiest ways to find more meaningful moments of presence with the people who matter to you is to work together on something. If you have someone in mind whom you'd like to strengthen your relationship with, find a way to work hand-in-hand on a project that intrigues both of you. You could plant a garden together or meet once a week to jointly work on an ongoing passion project, such as painting a mural, stitching quilts, or maybe even running a side business. Also, attending a life-enhancing conference together or some type of event, whether it's in person or virtually, and then mindfully examining and discussing it with each other. This could be an opportunity for you both to work hand-in-hand on something meaningful.
0: Engaging passionately in whatever you choose to do. Passion is powerful. It rests deep within you and passively drives your feelings, choices, and courses of action on a daily basis. It can't be ignored, and it really shouldn't be ignored. Your passion will likely become the sole source of your greatest achievements and some of your finest moments. The fevering excitement of love, the joy of work that moves you, the clarity of your purpose, the ecstasy of letting and being one with the present moment. In a nutshell, this is what passion gradually does for you. Without it, there is little peace of mind in the, the end. Just a hollow existence of unfulfilled dreams or you know, a lifetime left mostly unlived and unfelt. That might sound a bit you know melodramatic, but it's the truth. If your life is going to mean anything to you 40 years down the road or even just a few years down the road, you have to actively and passionately live it every day until then. You have to deeply engage yourself in the activities that move you. But the key thing is to realize that almost any activity can move you if you let it. You don't need some massive, life-engulfing passion to suddenly appear in your life. Because real passion comes from within. And the source of passion in your life may be as simple as having a job to do. A job that feeds your family, for example, and feeling good about doing it right. So my challenge to you is this. Live your life not as a bystander live in this world on this day and every day hereafter as an active, passionate participant. Many of us are still hopelessly trying to find our passion, right? Something that we believe will ultimately lead us closer to happiness, success, or the life situation we ultimately want for ourselves. And I say hopelessly primarily because passion really can't be found. This is something we've talked about before. When we say we're trying to find our passion, it implies that our passion is somehow hiding behind a tree or under a rock somewhere but that's far from the truth right the truth is our passion comes from doing things right it comes from the inside out if you're waiting to somehow find your passion somewhere outside yourself so that you finally have a reason to put your whole heart and soul into your life and the things that you're working on you're likely going to be waiting around for an eternity on the other hand though if you're tired of waiting If you'd rather live more passionately starting today and experience more meaning in your life and in in your relationships and in everything that you do, it's time to inject passion proactively into the very next thing that you work on. Think about it. When was the last time you sat down to work on something with zero distractions and 100% focus? When was the last time you exercised And literally put like every bit of effort you could muster into that exercise regimen. When was the last time you truly tried? I mean, truly, truly tried to do your very best at the task in front of you. Like most of us, you're likely putting a half-hearted and half-minded effort into many of the things that you do on a daily basis. Because you're still waiting at some subconscious level, right? You're still waiting to find something to be passionate about some magical reason to step into your day, into your life that you want to create for yourself. But what you need to do is the exact opposite. When I was a kid, my grandmother often used to tell me, stop waiting for better opportunities. The one you have in front of you is the best opportunity. She also said, too often we spend too much time making it perfect in our heads before we even do it. Stop waiting for perfection and just do your best with what you have today and then improve upon it tomorrow. Believe it or not, recent psychological research indirectly reinforces my grandmother's sentiments. For many years, psychologists believed our minds could directly affect our physical state of being, but never really the other way around. Nowadays, however, it is widely documented that our bodies, for example, our momentary facial expressions and body posture can directly affect our mental state of being also. So while it's true that our, that we change from the inside out, we actually also change from the outside in and you can make this reality work for you. So if you want more passion in your life right now, act accordingly right now, put your whole heart and soul into something, not into tomorrow's opportunities, but the opportunity right in front of you, not into tomorrow's tasks, but today's tasks, not into tomorrow's run, but today's run, today's exercise program, not into tomorrow's conversations and relationships, but today's conversations and relationships. I'm absolutely certain that you have plenty in your life right now that's worth your time, energy, and passionate focus. You have people and circumstances in your life that need you as much as you need them. You have a massive reservoir of passionate potential within you just waiting right now. So stop waiting. There is no next time. Put your heart and soul into what you've got right in front of you. Do so, and your long-lost passion will show up to greet you. And everything you do will start to be more meaningful and more memorable.
1: A mindset that brings you peace. Life is a series of continuous changes. Don't resist them. Doing so only creates unnecessary stress. Let the reality of these changes take place. Let them flow. Or as Henry Wadsworth once said, For after all, the best thing one can do when it is raining is to let it rain. As we age, we gradually learn the power of this kind of acceptance. Acceptance is letting go and allowing things to be the way they truly are. It doesn't mean you don't care about improving the reality of your life. It's just realizing that the only thing you really have control over is yourself and your thoughts about everything else. This simple understanding is the foundation of acceptance. And only with acceptance can there be peace of mind and growth. It's important to realize that somewhere within us all, there does exist a Supreme Self who is internally accepting and at peace. Because inner peace does not depend on external conditions. It's what remains when you've surrendered your ego and worries. Peace can be found within you at any place and at any time. It's always there, patiently waiting for you to turn your attention towards it. Peace of mind arrives the moment you come to peace with what's on your mind. It happens when you let go of the need to be anywhere but where you are, physically and emotionally. Remember, the same part of you that longs for peace of mind is the part of you that experiences peace of mind. It's not complicated to achieve, and it's as close as your next thought. But how? How do you change your thoughts? There are many methods, but let's start with some distance and breathing. Everything seems simpler from a distance. Sometimes you simply need to distance yourself to see things more clearly. You are more than whatever is troubling you. A very real part of you exists beyond your worries beyond your doubts, independent from the troubles and frustrations of the present moment. Step back and observe yourself as you experience each moment. Be present. Watch yourself as you think, as you take action, as you experience emotions. Your body may experience pain, and yet that pain is not you. Your mind may encounter troubles, and yet you are not those troubles. Think of the most difficult challenge you face right now. Imagine that it's not you, but a close friend who is facing this challenge. What advice would you give her? If you could step back and instead of being the subject, look at your situation as an objective observer, would you look at it any differently? Think of the advice you would give your friend if she were in your shoes. Are you following your own best advice right now? Don't allow your current troubles to cloud your thinking. Take a few steps back and give yourself the benefit of this distance and then give yourself some great advice. Perhaps this advice is to simply breathe. As you listen to these words, you are breathing. Stop for a moment and notice this breath. You can control this breath and make it faster or slower or make it behave as you like. Or you can simply let yourself inhale and exhale naturally. There is peace in just letting your lungs breathe without having to control the situation or do anything about it. Now imagine letting other parts of your body breathe, like your tense shoulders. Just let them be without having to tense them or control them. Just let them breathe. Now look around the room you're in and notice the objects around you. Pick one and let it breathe. There are likely people in the room with you too, or in the same house or building, or in a nearby, or in nearby houses or buildings. Visualize them in your mind and let them breathe. When you let everything and everyone breathe, you just let them be exactly as they are. You don't need to control them worry about them, or change them. Just let them breathe in peace, and you accept them as they are. Practice this. Make it a daily ritual. And see how doing so gradually changes your life.
0: The most common arguments that Angel and I hear against a lot of the advice we've talked about so far in this podcast is typically, you know, it it kind of stems from the difficulty of following through in tough times. In other words, you know, when tragedy strikes, it's hard to think straight and act right, and, and we get it. Um, but there's a saying in Tibetan philosophy that tragedy should be used as a source of strength. Uh, my grandmother always repeated this line to me when I was growing up. Every time I dealt with some kind of adversity, she would graciously remind me that my current struggles were in, you know, in the background. They're helping me grow stronger in some way. Sometimes, however, you know, in the midst of chaotic stress and hardship, it's incredibly difficult to maintain such a positive perspective. Um, But you can push yourself to do so, and you must in many ways. There are moments when we wish we could roll back the clock and take all the sadness away. But we also know that if we somehow could roll it back, all the joy we've experienced would be gone as well. And the reality is we can't change what we can't change. No one can. And accepting that reality is part of growing from it. You don't get to choose everything in life. You only get to choose what you do about those circumstances, how you respond to them. No doubt some of the greatest and toughest moments in your life won't necessarily be the things you do. They'll be the things that unexpectedly happen to you. But that doesn't mean that you can't take action to affect the outcome of your life. You have to take action and you will. Don't, you know, just don't forget that, you know, on any given day, your life can change in an instant, right? For better or worse, it goes both ways. Uh, to a, an extent, the universe always has a plan that's in motion. Uh, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings for the first time and it starts pouring rain outside. You know, that's a scary thought, right? The, the, the butterfly is brought down by those giant raindrops right, right out the gates there. Um, but that's reality, Another butterfly will almost surely flap its wings for the first time and immediately um, go into a storm. Um, In any case, all these little parts of the big machine are constantly working, you know, sometimes forcing us to struggle and sometimes making sure that we arrive exactly where we need to be, you know, we're in the right place at the right time. So it's just, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Um, Take life day by day and be grateful for the little things. Don't get caught up in all the stuff you can't control. Accept it as best as you can so that you can make the very best of it. Um it's something you always can do on on some small level.
1: Yeah. And so these are all reminders on things that will matter a lot more to you in 40 years. Yeah.
0: And this is, you know, the, the general topic of like kind of projecting yourself forward and trying to stay on track with intention is 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 something that we obviously talk about a lot on the podcast. It's something that we always are constantly exploring. That self-introspection and um, making sure that your efforts and your energy are aligned with your best intentions and the things that you hope to create for yourself today um, is important. You know, it's like even we started this off talking about how, you know, we have to treat our limited time with care. You know, and that is that is generally what this is about. Uh we we want to have intentionality with with our um time and energy. Uh, Angel and I are big proponents of minimalism, right? We're, we're, we don't consider ourselves minimalists in the traditional sense, where we live with very few items. But we consider ourselves intentionalists, right? We we don't have a lot of excess physical possessions. Um, we could certainly afford a lot more than what we buy. We we are a one car family, for example. It's an older vehicle. Um, we we typically upgrade our car every you know seven or eight years, not sooner than that, um, and. You know, we, we, we keep things simple. We don't, like, try to clutter our space with stuff that pulls us away from what matters most. We try to leave more space for projects and, and, and experiences with the people we love. Um, and that's intentionality, right? That's a small example of intentionality. Um, we want to make sure we're focusing more on what matters most and di- distancing ourselves from the physical and mental clutter that, that pulls us away from those things.
1: Yeah. It's important to, you know, have that peace of mind, to have the acceptance, um, to have the passion and to surround yourself with the, the people that bring you joy and that bring you love and hope. And so this episode is a good reminder of that, you know, try not to get caught up in the, the drama and the gossip and the stressors um, that won't matter. 40 years from now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, remember my grandmother's words, you know, that, that we, we spoke about in this podcast and, and, and really remember to, you know, my grandmother was a huge source of, of inspiration in my life. Um, but a lot of, a lot of her journey was, was just this, this idea of always being a beginner, you know, beginner's mind. She really had that. And that's something I learned from her, which, which is just, you know, there is beauty and, and, and grace in every single day. It doesn't matter what kind of day it is, how busy it is, what you're going through, when you tune into it, when you are intentional with your time and energy, um, it's wonderful. And even when you make a mistake, it's, it's the beginning of, of, of being smarter than you were moments beforehand. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, much more of a general podcast today, but we hope it gave you some, some moments of self-reflection that ultimately allow you to make the year ahead and the years beyond uh pretty good ones which means making today great right because how we spend our days is how we spend our life
1: if you enjoyed this episode Please rate and review on your favorite podcast player. That will help us be exposed and uh, let other people know about the greatness in the Think Better, Live Better podcast. So remember, what you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better.